and the greatest. I had to take a hard seltzer out of my cat's paw this morning. It cried. It's always rough when you declaw your cat. Hi, welcome to Judd Earbuds, the only podcast that is safe around elderly people. My name is Judd, and today we are sitting with a friend, a comedian, a producer, a brain cancer survivor, a stroke survivor, and not in that order. <laughs> My good friend Ben Hoffman. How are we doing, Ben? Hey, what's up, Judd? Uh, good to be here. Yeah, we are sitting six feet apart in your lovely apartment. I think like five and a half feet apart. Well, you have you're you're very tall. Yeah. So I think it's six, but it's very nice. You have a very nice place over in the uh, River West area. Not even close. Not, what is uh, that River West? What are you talking about? I We're think, in River I West. Think, I think East Side. Okay. I'm across the river. I'm the uh, on the other side of River West. On the other side of River West. Yeah, that's fair. You can say that. I mean, you're down the road from River West Public House, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> so you are a comedian here in Milwaukee. Tell, Correct. Yeah, just basically tell the fans who are you, Ben. Yep. My name is Ben Hoffman. I'm a comedian in Milwaukee. I've been doing it for four years. I'm a, the co-producer of comedy monthly showcase that yours truly judd remier also co-produces with me and you know it's the first time i've told people i'm a comedian in two months judd that's <laughs> that's that's the first time i've told people i'm a comedian and it still feels as douchey as when i said yeah. it when i did my first open mic now when you tell people you're a comedian what do they normally say like do they just like tell me a joke so I get that a lot. Like when I first started doing comedy, like it was like, you know, I did my first open mic and I was like, I love this. I'm not good at this, but I'm going to tell people I'm great at this. <laughs> and so like every conversation I try to work in, you know, some like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do stand up. I do stand up comedy that sort of lost its luster once I got you know, cooking with stand-up comedy, but now, you know, two months out of the game, like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta let the people know. I gotta let the people know that I, I have a day job, but also, but also, I'm a stand-up comedian. Now, do you have when people say, when you tell me you're a stand-up comedian, they're like, hey, tell me a joke. Do you have a joke that you always say, oh. like in the barrel, like just, just to appease them, or do you be like? This is not, that's not how it works. Uh, I usually go, that's, uh, that's not how it works. Um, just because my material, if I'm not like a typical one line comedian, like I don't have a joke that is lighthearted. At least I don't think lighthearted in the fact that, you know, I talk about surviving cancer and a stroke. So I, I lead off with that and people are like, oh, Oh, this is this is not the path you should have gone down. Where I'm having coffee, it's nine AM in, you know, my break room and you know, I don't I don't want to hear about this. And so I usually just go, you know, come to one of my shows. It's so weird that I guess being a, a stand up comedian and doing it when people ask for a joke right off the bat. Right. It's so weird because you don't do that at any other profession. 
Like you right. don't ask a doctor, hey, can you prescribe me some meds right now? Like as soon as you meet them. Right. You know, or a basketball player, hey, can you dunk right now for me? Like that's why I just want to I just wanted you to dunk for me because I like you dunking. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. And, and stand-up is like probably the only reason. I mean, singers don't get it. If you say you're a singer, you're like, hey, can you sing right now for me? Right. And like, I do not do anything like dirty or raunchy, but I'm like one of those comedians who can't just tell one of his jokes because if you don't know the context of it, you're, you're like, what the hell, Ben? Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know you went through all of this. I'm I'm just yeah. unpacking this now. Like I just wanted a joke to laugh at. You're now you're telling me your whole life story. I I'm I'm bad at I'm bad at the you know one-liners. Um, yeah, that's that's not who you are. You you I would say your comedy style is basing off of real life experience, right? And basing it off of events that happened that were beyond your control, and you're twisting it into humor. Right. I think that that's pretty much the best kind of comedy is, you know, when I, whenever I read a joke, I try to be the only person that can tell that joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. You are one of the only people that can tell some of your jokes that you do have, which I mean, we can, we can definitely go into you. You're, you're a brain cancer survivor and uh, you also are a stroke survivor. You know, those yep. Two things are very, very unique to a human in general, and not only just a stand-up comedian. Um, do you want to talk about that? Like, uh, when did when did it happen? Yeah, like, how did it happen? yeah. Go I so you know the short version of this long story is you know I was uh, vacationing with my family in Lake Geneva, and we were going down a ski hill, winter vacation, and you know I saw two sets of hills what's the 70s song i see double vision okay i'll put it in there i'll put it right in there double vision and i thought i thought i had a lazy eye and my mom took me to the ophthalmologist the next week and the ophthalmologist sort of said you know you should get this checked out you should get an mri and you know the next day we got an mri and you know we found found a tumor brain and you know fast forward how old were you how old were you oh uh i was 15 15 and then fast forward to when i was 21 and i had a handful of surgeries in between 15 and 21 and i they had a surgery that didn't go the way we expected it to and you know a few hours after surgery i couldn't feel the right side of my body and icu stayed in the hospital for a month and then on my 22nd birthday got out of the hospital and was like all right here's your new life uh, that's that's insane that you were you were in a hospital when you had the stroke right it's lucky yeah, I think it's I think it's incredibly lucky. Yeah. Now, what was the rehab process? Like how much rehab did you have to do to formulate the new life that you've that you've got? So, it was 6 to 9 months of going to outpatient therapy 3 times a week, and by the end of it, I was not back to where I once was and I was getting really discouraged and my mom said it best when she gave me the classic line from Shawshank Redemption, get busy living or get busy dying. And so 
I made a conscious decision. You know, I'm not back to 100%, but I have to press forward and stop putting my life on hold. And I made a conscious decision. You know, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but we got to somehow make a life for myself and stop wallowing in the past. You know, it's a shitty situation that I got forced into by no fault of my own, but it just weighs what it is. And, you know, I'm, I keep circling back to the line from Shawshank. Got to get busy living or get busy dying. So 22 is when you got out of the hospital. You, you went through about nine nine months of rehab and learning how to how to basically live, you know, a, a basic life and everything like that. And now, if for the, for those of the listeners who don't know, if you saw Ben, you wouldn't really know that right. he was he was a stroke victim or a brain cancer survivor. You wouldn't really know it from from just seeing him. Now, how long after that did you start doing comedy? So I started doing comedy the summer I you know survived a stroke. I was going to outpatient rehab uh, during the day, and at night. I would draw and I got really into drawing and more specifically really into like the New Yorker cartoon. Like I got really into sketching something and then, you know, writing like one sentence blurb that wasn't funny at all, but I thought it was funny and it amused me and sort of it took my mind off the situation. And then I started a doodle competition at uh, where I went to college, Marquette. And I gave a speech about it and a room full of 90 people. The opening line of the speech was, what can this tall drink of water tell you about persevering and living a better life? And that got a huge laugh. And I thought in my head, it's that easy? (laughs) It's that easy to make people laugh? And I, the next week, I went to my first open mic at, um, went to the Tuesday open mic at Frank's Power Plant. Very nice. Frank's Power Plant for so long was like the ultimate experience. Like for yeah. the first like six months of comedy, my week revolved around like the Tuesday night. Yeah, going to Frank's. Going to Frank's at Tuesday night. Chris Schmidt was a legend to me. Still, Still is. is. Still is. Still is. <laughs> and, you know, I went with one of my friends. To this day, I made some stupid line some stupid joke about Starbucks, and I still remember Carly Mallison, my co-host uh, in at the the Laughing Tap, and one of my best best friends in comedy, laughing, and I was just like, you know, I'm hooked, I'm hooked to this, <laughs> and then I invited all my friends out the following week to the Wednesday open mic at Karma, and absolutely, oh my God, absolutely ate. It's so hard, <laughs> so hard. Did not make any sense. Yeah, that was my that was my introduction to doing stand up comedy, and I really haven't looked looked back at it. I guess in the early parts, you know, you think that open mics you should bring your friends to, which which is fine. You know, right. like you you should. Right. But now looking back, I mean, I've been doing comedy for nine years, and like the thought of bringing some friends to an open mic. Seems oh my god! Oh insane my god. to me. Insane. Like I was like, why would you want to? Yeah. Why would I want you there for the first place? You know. People that bring dates to open mics. I've had a date to open mic once, and I was like, why? 
why do you do this yeah. to yourself? I I mean, for me, I would bring like a girlfriend to to open mics just because they want to spend time with you. That that's yeah. the only way I would bring. Like, if there if it's that not them saying, hey, what are you doing Tuesday? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go go to a mic, and you're like, oh, can I come? Yeah, sure. Like yeah. that's the only way I would bring you is if right. they are the one who is saying that. I would never be like, hey. What are you doing Wednesday? I have a great date idea. You come and watch, watch me, me and a talk. talk and a bunch of maybe horrible, maybe good. Who knows? Comedy is going to happen. Probably horrible. Yeah. But now uh, but now it's more of like when you do shows and when you do, right. you know, bigger events, that's when you want your friends there and you want, right. to, you want to see the final product that you've been working on at these mics or, or everything right. like that. Now, actually... That that's a great segue into what what you do. You're you're a co-producer for a thing called Don't Tell Comedy, yep. which I think is a very unique platform, unique idea that right. is fairly new as of as of late 2019 in Milwaukee. And hopefully, once this pandemic and and everything yeah. is, is over, we can we can get back to it. Uh, but let's 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 explain what Don't Tell Comedy is. Don't Tell Comedy is. Comedy shows put on in unique venues in 40 plus cities all over the country. And when this idea was brought to me that I would produce this, I was very skeptical of it. And then I asked you to be my co-producer. And then the first show we had was at a co-working space. The Hive. The Hive. Thank you. I, I was going to call it Buzz. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> and it sold out and like 70 people were there. And I was like, this is something. Chastity Washington was Chastity headlining? Washington headlined it and yeah. absolutely did amazing. Connor Crowley, David Lewis. I think Carter was on it. Carter, AJ. Jay Grill was on it. I want to uh, say one more. One more from Chicago. Oh, Oh, this is killing me. She doesn't listen. <laughs> she does she not listen to judge her But she was very funny. But And I was like, this could be something. And put out like a boilerplate message to, you know, places that I thought would be interested in this. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think before we even get to that, I think the, the don't tell idea for, for a person who wants to come to the show right. is so unique. So it's a secret show. Oh, yeah. Basically, the borderline of don't tell is a secret show, and you pay the ticket price for your city, so Milwaukee would be it, and you tell you what the day is, and it's BYOB, and then tell you what day it is, what time it is. And what neighborhood it's in. Yeah. And then the day of, you get an email from Don't Tell Comedy saying we're at Where such, the and such, yeah. such and such address tonight. And any more kind of details if, if they need to you know, know any more details of, right. of things. Which is pretty cool because they're all at crazy venues right. that are so unique. And we've had, I mean, we've had how many shows now? Like seven? Uh, seven or eight. Seven or eight shows. And we've done Skate Park. We've done rock climbing wall. Right. Old funeral home. Yes. Hardware store. Yeah. The workspace. The print shop. Print shop. We should, we should we should all have names for these places. <laughs> CBD shop. Yep. Um they all have names. We can probably We, we can we can we probably can definitely name them, but yeah. we won't because they don't listen to this. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy experience and hopefully 
you know, as as someone who wants to see comedy in the Milwaukee area, that's the the best shows to do it because you won't know who the comedians are until the day of. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't know where the venue is until the day of. It's, it's such a secret thing that's so unique that you feel like you're a part of something. Right. I think nail it on the head. Especially, the, I love also the BYOB aspect of it because we've had the when we went to the print shop, some someone just brought a pizza and it was just like a 30 pack. Like, right. It's been insane. Some people just bring a bunch of wine. People bring a bunch of stuff. It's a, it's so cool to see that that print shop show was, that was a great one. One of the, one of the best, the Bayview prints. Tame. Print, 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 <laughs> Bayview printing. It's such a, such a cool, like almost like in a, like a house. It was, it was just an awesome night. Yeah, that was a great night. We had we had great local talent on that one. Right. I really liked that one. That was for, that's for sure was was very funny. That's my number one so far. That's your number one. Not saying that any of yeah, they're all they're all so unique in their own ways because right. of the, the locations and and all the comedians will all be different. So like things like that. I think I I'd have to rank it in in show. Or venue, like I'd have different ranks for like right. what I think number one is, and I think what number one show is, and things like that. I think my personal favorite show, just because of the just the venue aspect, was probably Adventure Rock, oh, okay. the rock climbing one. Yeah, 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 for me, the comedians were all great on it, and and the comedians are always great on because we book a great show, yeah. you know. But I just think the the Adventure Rock was so cool of a venue to do comedy there. And it was like to me that was just like the best my right. my fa- my personal favorite one, right? Yeah, it's great. I, I love so come out to Don't Tell Comedy. Once this pandemic is over, you can go to DontTellComedy.com. Correct. Select Milwaukee. Yeah. And then get your tickets, and it'll tell you like the next. Usually, it has about two two or three of them already right. booked, and you can get you can get your tickets for them. I mean, we have we've had to cancel a lot uh, since this pandemic started, but you know when it when it gets back going, we will uh, we'll be ready. We'll yeah. be we'll be locked and loaded. Yeah, I think businesses are sort of hurting right now. Would welcome something that's different and fun and gets people in their doors. So I I'm very very optimistic on pitching this idea to local businesses once once everything gets going yeah, again. Yeah, and it will be it'll be great. Now, speaking of pandemic with everything going on, you've we haven't had the outlet of comedy of doing comedy on stage like like don't tell or anything, but you have had two parents one joke, which was a Instagram phenomenon. Instagram um, f- phenomenon. Thank you. Thank you. For, uh, <laughs> for calling it that, uh, basically, like when the shelter-in-place order came down for Milwaukee and you know the rest of the country, like I you know freaked out, got very depressed, and I was like, I have to do something, and you know, joined the content rat race that social media has become, <laughs> and said, you know, hey, at eight thirty every night. I'm going to put a message out that says, Hey, I'm going live in five minutes and I'm going to tell a a joke, a new joke that I thought of that day to my parents. And at, at first it started out, it was, you know, this, this fun little thing, 
but it it it, it was stressful. It was, <laughs> it was stressful coming up with a new joke yeah. that you had to tailor to, you know, a less than ideal audience. You know, listen, <laughs> I, I tell I tell jokes for, you know, people that have had one to three beers in them and the parent audience is not not an audience that I've had much experience with. But the first time you do a joke or the first time you think of a joke it really sucks the the <laughs> joke the joke you think of really sucks and imagine you know thinking of a joke five minutes before you tell it it's gonna suck but it was it was a fun time i i very much enjoyed the aspect of seeing my mom face light up and simultaneously watching my dad go into his hand <laughs> uh you know thinking like this is this is what this is what he's passionate about. <laughs> yeah, but. it was great. I always enjoyed watching it on Instagram Live. It was it was very funny. Also, the thing about you know, t- telling jokes to your parents is very interesting because they have a different, I guess, view of you. Right. Because they've known you for so long and they don't view you as a comedian. They view you as their son. You know. So it's very it's always very different talking. Right, you know, it, and you know, brain cancer and stroke stuff—they have a very different recollection that <laughs> I do of that. Like they were scared shitless because they were thought their son was gonna die, uh, and I was just like, you know what? What's the deal with you know hospital <laughs> food? Um, they saw a different perspective of everything, and I think quite possibly, you know, the scarier perspective. I was living in it. I was living through it, so I really wasn't thinking. I and I don't mean to take it down a different turn, but I think I think when you're doing jokes, a personal jokes, and you know your parents lived through that, it's very it's very hard. It's well, very hard. Yeah, it might be therapeutic for you to do it. Right. You know, who's lived through it and everything like that. And they've they live through it on the aspect of they, they love and care about their son. So seeing, you know, almost like bringing that up, like they're not trying, they're not in the same headspace they're, that you they're are. They're not trying to relive it. And they're like also not, trying yeah, to they're also it. maybe not trying to make light of it or anything right. like that. So yeah, it's right. super interesting, but they, they were great sports. You had a few guests on too, which they were great sports about. Right. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great show, and hopefully one day you can you can do it again. Uh, maybe hope. maybe one time a, a special episode or something. Yeah. Yep. But we well, but we have a special thing that we always do here on Junior Buds. We haven't done it in a, in past few episodes, but we have a thing called "How Well Do You Know You." Oh, okay. So I'm going to ask you ten questions. All right. You can just answer them straight up, just your straight answers, and I'll tell you if you're right or not. <laughs> All right, here we go. So. How well do you know you with Ben Hoffman on Junior Buds? All right. All right, Ben. The last show you binge watched. The last show I binge watched, uh, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. Incorrect. It was Burn Notice. He's a big Jeffrey Donovan fan. All right. Number two. <laughs> number two. Favorite color. Favorite color. Favorite color, uh, blue. Incorrect. It's 2020. You do not see color. Correct. Number three, your celebrity crush. Celebrity crush, Blake Lively. Incorrect. It's Chad Michael Murray. That's everyone's crush. Everyone knows that. Wait, wait. Uh, Blake, Blake Lively or uh, Paul Rudd? Incorrect. Now four, <laughs> who is GOAT, MJ or LeBron? MJ. Neither. They're both humans. All right. Number five, 
Favorite part of affair? Telling people about it. Incorrect. Affairs ruin marriages. Don't ever do them. All right, number six. Favorite piece of art? Favorite piece of art? Um, my crest in my hallway. Incorrect. It's either the A or the T. All right, favorite band? I'm trying to figure out this game. <laughs> You're never going to uh, bed. Uh... Favorite band, uh, oddly enough, uh, The Strokes. Okay. Uh, I would have went with Rubber or AIDS. Now, favorite number. Favorite number 12. Incorrect. It's 69. Everyone knows that. That's everyone's favorite number. Favorite family member. Favorite family member, probably my dog. Ooh, I would have said Hulk Hogan. He's everyone's brother. All right. Number 10. The last question. Favorite comedy podcast? Favorite po- comedy podcast? Got to be Judd and my buds. Yes, Judd and your buds is the correct answer. Thank you for playing. How well do you know, Ben? Did you learn more about yourself? I did. All right, good. That's that's the name of that game. But yeah, man, it's been fun. Do you have anything else you want to say to the people of Judd and your buds? Do you want to get anything else out there? Do you want to um, wish them well? You know, stay try try to stay positive during this time, and you know. Hopefully, hopefully I'll see you a lot of the, you know, 10 people that are listening to this, you know, out there in the world soon. Yeah. To the 10 people you're listening, tell your friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see Ben Hoffman at Ben Hoffman Comedy very soon in the late summer. Hopefully sooner than that. Doing yep. doing Don't Tell Comedy again. That's Don't Tell Comedy dot com. You can get your tickets. Once this is all lifted and the, to the 10 people that are listening to this, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, Ben Hoffman comedy. Uh, Hoffman is spelled with, you know, one of everything. Don't double up on the F's. Don't double up on the N's, especially don't double up on the N's. We just, we're now down to nine people only listening <laughs> after that. Him explaining his last name that's going to be na- put on the podcast that you're listening to. Okay. <laughs> but go find him on Instagram. Go find him on Facebook or Twitter or wherever else he's on. But thank you, Ben. You've been a great guest. I've had a lot of fun. This is a blast. It's yeah. great to see you. It's great to just talk to somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. great to, Great to have people in my apartment. Who, yeah, talking to a microphone for, for the first yeah, time in a while. Yeah, you know, we're all going to suck when we get, come back, but it's it's nice to know that, uh, you know, camaraderie. Yeah, for sure. Well, for the rest of you joining your earbuds listeners, thanks again for listening to another episode. We will have another episode next week with a different guest. But stay safe out there, guys. Jut out. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um, I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and your earbuds.